I'm Aaron Reynolds, and you're listening to Explain Like I'm Five, presented by Interac. Did you know that you can now pay with Interact Debit on your mobile or wearable device? Visit interact.ca for more info. I like to think that I'm an intelligent guy, but I know more about the machinations of House Baratheon than I do about Canada's House of Commons. And that's kind of a problem, and so that's why, on this show, I'm inviting really smart people into the studio to explain things to me like I'm five. I have here with me today uh, Dale Smith, journalist and author of The Unbroken Machine, Canada's Democracy in Action. Uh, There's actually a little uh, quote on the publisher website that said, what if it's our own ignorance that's killing democracy in this country? And I felt like that really resonated for me today. And so uh, I'm hoping today that you can give me some clarity on how the House of Commons works. How does that sound? Sounds great. Thank you so much for for being here. Um, I... I've been to Parliament once. Uh, I had a very gracious invitation from Michelle Rempel, who liked something that I was doing on Twitter. Uh, She gave me a tour. I stuck around for a question period. I had a great time. Uh, I don't think my experience was a normal experience because it was the last day before Christmas break. And so there were a lot of people standing up and reading poems and a lot of... uh, There were some songs that were sung and things like that. And it felt... Actually, I really liked it. I felt very patriotic because there was a lot of, like, nobody seemed to be angry at anybody else, and nobody was really arguing with anybody else. It was all just a lot of, like, uh, uh, you know, some, what's the right word for it? Yeah, like, a lot of, like, camaraderie going on. And so it was very pleasant. But I don't imagine that that's what it's like. Not on a typical day, no. No. And so by the time this goes out, um, they will have come back from uh, a break. And so what does it look like coming back? If, if, if they leave on this note of like, you know, uh, friendliness, <laughs> what does it look like when they come back? Uh, they'll be friendly for a couple of hours, okay. um, but they have a summer's worth of pent-up issues that they need to litigate in, uh, in, in the House of Commons. And so they're going to be as performative as they possibly can be okay. in order to show everyone that they are fueled up and raring to go. <laughs> for, this, uh, for this next session. For this next uh, sitting. Right, sitting. Okay. This is good. I got to learn all these words. Uh, the, the difference here, and this, this is kind of germane to what's going on, is a session would mean that they would have prorogued and they would have started with a new throne speech. So okay. that's what a session means, is that you started, um, you've had a throne speech and this, this kind of resets the clock. They're not doing that. Um, so everything is just going to pick up basically where they left off. But if they had decided that, hey, we're kind of, we, you know, we, we've accomplished a lot. It's time to, to reset the agenda, prorogue, have a throne speech. That would have kind of reset things back to zero. They would have had to reconstitute committees and, and reset the order paper because it, it gets wiped clean. And so that would have been a whole other process that, uh, that sometimes can happen in the beginning right. um, after a break or whatnot. Um, this current government uh, doesn't have an appetite for doing that. But, uh, but that is also kind of a... Uh, a, a quirk of, of what can happen after okay. after a break, and actually that's that brings up something really interesting because I've heard the word before, and it's, it's prorogue, prorogue, prorogue. I'm putting too many R's in it, prorogue, and so the idea is when you do that, it's a like a hard reset to everything, pretty much. Like, give me an example of some of the things that would have been reset. So all of the bills that are currently on the order paper die. 
Okay. Um, so if the if there were some that were not yet passed, the government can move a motion and say we'll restore these bills that were that were not passed yet under new numbers, but we'll restore them at the stage that they were last at. Okay. And then they can kind of carry on from there, but it takes days out of the out of the order. Um, out of, yeah, out of the calendar. Right. Um, private members business stays where it was because that's it's kind of got this special kind of cocoon around it okay um but everything in the senate resets to zero uh no matter what okay so even if it was a private member's bill that was in the senate it goes back to first reading in the senate and so a private member's bill let's just like let's pretend i don't know anything at all what what is that and why is it different Okay, well, there are government bills and there are private members' bills. So okay. a government bill is something that cabinet brings forward. That's that's the the government's agenda. Right. So it's mem- like a like a big policy piece or something. Yeah. Like that. Okay. A private members' bill is something that an individual MP can sponsor. Um, it has to be fairly limited in scope. It cannot re- uh, involve this, the uh, spending of money, okay. uh, because that requires uh, a royal recommendation, um, which cabinet can do, but uh, an individual MP cannot. Um, and so they, they have the, an ability to sponsor generally one of them over the life of a parliament. Okay. Um, it, it's the, the order in which they're, they're done is done by random, uh, lot. So, oh. uh, so yeah, it's, um, so if you were unlucky and drew a number in the high 200s or low 300s, chances are you're never going to get a bill. Right. Uh, but if you are one of those lucky people who is basically in the first 100, um, chances are you will have a bill or a motion. They have the option of doing okay. that as well. Um, get that uh, debated and, and possibly um, passed on to the Senate and then from there um, possibly into law. Okay. And so then... Does in the in the proroguing part of things does that then restart that those ballots like does everybody draw again afterwards? No, that's or? that's uh, that that only happens after an election. So okay. when, when it's a fresh parliament, got it, got it. Um, and so if God, if there you was wait a, a long time for if, a shot at that, if there was a by election and you got elected, then you go to the bottom of that list, right? Um, and same if you were, for example, in cabinet, and then you were no longer in cabinet after a shuffle. Right. You also oh, go to the drop bottom to the of the bottom. list. Okay. Okay. So, because cabinet ministers can't sponsor private members' bills, and neither can parliamentary secretaries. Um, but uh, but if you are no longer in that uh, position, then yet yeah, you get added to the bottom of the, of the roster for the private members' business. Okay. And I suppose that's a bit of a pressure on uh, on an MP who draws a, a nice low number is that they have to come up with something that uh that they care about and that you know is is important yeah yeah Yeah. all right uh so um what why do we why do we have the house of commons like i know know that's like a that's like a high school question but like why do we why do we have it what is it here for well parliament as a whole of which the house of commons is is uh is part of is there to keep the government in check and the government is cabinet okay um, in our system, cabinet is drawn from the House of Commons, uh, but the rest of the, the, the House, being the backbenchers and the opposition, are there to keep them in check. So they're the ones who can decide if the government stands or falls. Right. Um, they have the power of the public purse, and they are the ones who decide if the government should be given uh, funds to to complete its agenda. Okay. Um, and they're also the ones who will debate legislation that the government brings forward. Okay. Uh, 
And that happens through a series of like there's I know there's voting. There's voting. um, There's debates. Um, and then there is the estimates process, which is which is that final financial component of the government is requesting this amount of money, and then the MPs need to debate whether or not the government deserves that amount of money. Okay, that makes sense. So we've come up with an idea for a thing we want to do, and the estimates process is here's how much it's going to cost, and then everybody argues over whether or not it's a good use of money. And it's also, you know, here's how much each department needs to keep operating. Got it. That's that's also what's key in the estimates process is is you've kind of got the breakdown of this department needs this much, this much money, this department needs this much money in order to keep functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's... That's partially why the House of Commons is, is also there, is to is to play that oversight role in terms of, does this department really need this much money? Okay. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of devolved in the last couple of decades to a much more pro forma role. Um, we don't see as much scrutiny of, of this estimates as, as we used to and as we probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is that is the kind of theory as to why Parliament exists. Okay. Thank you. Um, so if if what I saw, everybody, you know, being all, you know, warm and fuzzy uh, on the last day and what you were describing for the, the, the first couple of weeks of, uh, uh, you know, getting all of our, uh, our, our agendas out there and clear, um, what does it look like once we get things rolling? What does a day look like in the House of Commons? Uh, a typical day of the House of Commons um, will start with uh, routine proceedings, which is just kind of your basic running through the order paper of these are these are the kinds of you know are there petitions that need to be tabled or is there a new bill that needs to be tabled? Are we doing is a, is a minister giving a speech? Um, that generally happens first thing in the morning, except on Wednesdays. Okay. Um, there's a whole calendar. There's a whole science to to the way in which days are organized in the House of Commons. But your typical day will start with that. You'll you'll debate some legislation um, at two p.m. Uh, on every day except Friday. Uh, that's when they they kind of put a pause on all that and have question period. Okay. And then after that. Uh, the, the day resumes until about 5.30, in which case, um, again, except for Fridays, uh, in, at which point they do an hour of private members' business. Mm-hmm. So that is, you know, one hour uh, during which they will debate either a, a bill or a motion uh, brought forward by a private member. And then they do what uh, what is affectionately called the late show, which is um, uh, adjournment proceedings, which is uh, a chance to, you know, get some answers from the government um, on issues where they didn't uh, answer a question to an MP's satisfaction before. So okay. what they'll tend to do is submit a question, and then um, a couple of days later, the the MP or sorry, the minister, or the parliamentary secretary will answer uh, that it uh, during adjournment proceedings. So what does what does that look like? Like what's a what's a I'm trying to think of what would be what would the question? What kind of questions are we talking about? And and then is the like the secretary is just like reading the questions from a from a piece of paper. Or um, the... Generally, that's the way things operate these okay. days. Um, it's it's rare that you have uh, an MP or a minister who uh, is able to speak contemporaneously anymore. Um, okay, uh, right. Well, it's so not much. A, it's so not much a live of, question and answer. Okay, it's uh, going back and writing down your. Okay. Um, there, there's little bits of, of that in during debate uh, on on legislation. Um, there is a sec- usually 
how it organizes is someone will give a 20 minute speech um, and then there's 10 minutes for them to take questions. Um, But generally, you're not getting a a terribly great caliber of questions. It's either (laughs) it's either your own side saying, tell me more about how great this is. Um, right. or the opposition side trying to poke holes in it um, during, you know, uh, using generally some some fairly uh, standard uh, attack lines. So, I mean, there, there's generally not too much in the way of spontaneity going on there. Okay. Um, and that that does kind of line up with, with what I saw because I saw a lot of people with pieces of paper in front of them, even when they were responding to... They would ask something and somebody would reply and they would just read the next thing off of their paper. Like, I think they both knew what the other person was going to say, you know, almost like a almost like a scripted play. Well, to a certain extent, it it has kind of devolved into that, um, partially because we've been lax on the rules that used to say that you couldn't you couldn't read from scripts in the House of Commons okay. unless, you know, there and there was a list of exceptions. Um, but we kind of got away from that. Um, for whatever reason, and it's one of those things that I think really we need to we need to kind of get back to um, if we're going to save our democracy. <laughs> uh, but the the questions, yeah, tend to be scripted. Um, more often than not, they are coming from either the House Leader's Office or the Leader's Office, okay. um, because they have strategized how they want right. um, QP to to operate. There's a there's a flow that they're they're trying to achieve. Um, so it's rare that you will have the MP in question uh, drafting a, drafting the question on their own, or if they are, um, they will certainly contain um, certain applause lines that they they agree that have been yeah yeah prescripted okay yeah um, so and and then the minister on the minister's side. Um, Part of what the department does is every morning, you know, they're scanning the news um, and they have a very tight timeline in terms of this. Is this an issue for the day? And they'll they'll write some lines in terms of of what the government is doing about this issue. Um, and it's available for the minister to use and refer to. Um, and sometimes you have ministers who will actually answer things. And sometimes uh, you will get ministers who will respond with a non sequitur talking point that has nothing to do with the question being asked, but uh, it's it, you know they'll they'll praise how how good of a job they're doing regardless. Okay, um, I wanted to go back to something uh, you mentioned a couple times the order paper. My my brain put in a really fancy agenda in there. What what is the what's the order paper? The order paper is. It's basically the agenda. Uh, It's where all of the bills are listed. It's where all of the motions are listed. And even where all of the private members' business is listed. And so when we're talking about uh, scripting out, you know, the scenario that plays out, how how does that come together? How is that put together? Generally, that's put together in the opposition House Leader's office um, or, or the opposition leader's office. Um, and they, they will decide what issues uh, they want to go after for the day. Um, sometimes that what they decide is the issue of the day is mystifying to some of us who are watching. <laughs> okay. Because there can be some huge news story going on and they will completely ignore it in favor of some other bone that they, have, uh, that they right. are chasing. Um, and... Um, so, so they will generally de- determine the order of, of how they want to ask the questions, and the government is, is basically forced to respond on that. Um, the government does generally get to control what the agenda is the rest of the time, 
So um, the government house leader will kind of decide on what days they're going to um, debate which bills. Okay. Um, there are a certain number of days which are called either supply days or opposition days. It's the same thing. Um, supply day is the actual term. Because as we go back to the whole point about the business of the estimates, or supply as it is formerly known, right? Okay. Um, supply days were for the opposition to put the case forward as to why the government does not deserve supply. Got it. What has kind of happened, though, is it's it's kind of devolved into what we call opposition days, and they just basically get they get to control the agenda for the day. So it's it's generally they will move a motion of some variety of um, we want the government to tell us about this or. Um, we, you know, we don't think the government's doing a good job and, and su- supply days are a way to move non-confidence. If it's a majority government, uh, that's, it's, it's basically kind of a, 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 how good for you to, to move that. Um, okay. uh, but in minority parliaments, that's, that's much more, um, much more, um, where you get some, some actual risk and, okay. and danger, um, is, is when they start moving non-confidence motions on supply days. And non-confidence is what exactly? Like, I it uh, it makes sense from its name <laughs> what it is, but what's like what actually happens? So the government survives because it has confidence, which means the there are enough MPs in the House of Commons that support it and will keep it going. Got it. Um, when enough of them withdraw confidence, then the government will fall, and, and then, then you we... can either go to an election or. Invite the governor general can invite the opposition to form a government Interesting. Uh, if okay. if they if they think that they can um, command the confidence of the house to do so. Right, and so to do that, they would have to. Is that a thing that's happened? Um, not in a very long time. Okay, because I was going to say they would have to like draw in support from you know all the other minority like yeah. parties. Yeah, okay. um, it 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 generally doesn't happen in Canada. Um, because we were fairly majoritarian in, in the way our, our parties work. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be a time when if you were going to become a cabinet minister, you needed to resign and rerun in a by-election in order or as as a cabinet minister. Okay. Um, because basically you were reversing the rules. You were no longer the watchdog of the government. You were you were now becoming the government. The government so they okay. wanted you know, it was this um, notion about ensuring that, you know, your voters were okay with you becoming uh, a member of the government and spending their money. Um, and so there, there were, there was actually periods in history where <clears throat> when a government would form and then the cabinet would resign in order to run by-elections. Okay. And because the margins were close, they would have a non-confidence vote. The government would fall. Another government would come and take this place. Um, and then when they their ministers went to resign to run in by-elections, <laughs> the government <laughs> fell again. Okay. This is an actual thing in history called the double shuffle, which was pre-Confederation with oh uh, Sir John A. Uh, back in the day. That sounds like much too big of a mess. Too. I saw. I, I understand why we don't do that part anymore. Um, there's one other thing I wrote down here. Wednesdays. What was special about Wednesdays? Wednesdays is different. Wednesdays is different because Wednesday mornings the caucuses meet. Okay. So that's uh, so they'll all kind of sequester themselves in rooms. They take away their blackberries and their phones. Nice. Okay. Um, and then they have a closed door, no holds barred discussion. Um, and there are, you know, we never hear about what goes on in there because of caucus confidentiality. Of course. Which is a, a very sacrosanct thing. Um, <clears throat> but 
it's also one of those things where we say that, you know, Wednesday QP is usually the most raucous is because they've just been riled up. Right. Um, okay. And they just okay. had, the, had the big rah-rah um, in, in their caucus meeting. And then they come out and go pretty much directly to QP. And uh, and then so they're all kind of fired up and, and ready to uh, to take the world on. So if, what you're saying is if you're going to go watch Question Period, you should watch one on Wednesday. Wednesday is usually the best day. Okay. Wednesday has also become the day where the current prime minister has decided that uh, he will answer all the questions. Right. Um, that is still a bit of a work in progress um, because he doesn't necessarily answer the questions. Okay. Yep. Um, which is kind of uh, which is a bit different from from how it plays out in the mother of all parliaments in in Westminster. Um, where they do have a, a once a week with the prime minister, but it's it's formatted a little differently. Okay, but ours ours comes from that model. Is that right? It does come from that model with some particular tweaks that we've developed along the way. Is there like are there any really strongly notable differences? The scripting. Okay, that's a big. They, it's it's here. very rare to see that in the UK. Um, they're much more able to have a, 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 you know debate off the cuff on, right. on most issues, um, and you know you you don't see them with or their ministers with the kinds of binders and and whatnot that we we tend to here. Mm. Okay, so I have uh, one last question for you uh, because this is this is what you cover all the time. What is what does your day look like? My day tends to be in the mornings. Um, I, I'm kind of scanning for what the issues are, mm-hmm. um, getting a sense of, of what the you know what's what's in the papers that day, uh, what is possible to come up, um, and then I go to the House of Commons for question period every day because I'm a masochist. <laughs> And uh, I will sit in the press gallery and I will watch what goes on. I, I'm writing a recap as it happens and okay. that I publish uh, every day the house sits. Well, I don't do one on Fridays um, because it's just easier to live tweet. Um, and it's often the B team on Fridays. Right, because um, Fridays is getaway day. Fridays is getaway day. So half the half the comments has already gone home. Um and uh, you have fewer ministers in there and a lot more parliamentary secretaries. So, uh, so yeah, I, I affectionately refer to them as, as the B team. Um, <laughs> so this is, I, I covered baseball for a while, and uh, um, there would be, if you were playing a game on Thursday, you would play the game early in the afternoon, and most of the, the regulars would sit because you probably had a game in another city on Friday. And so getaway day. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then uh, after that, I, I tend to uh, to watch uh, the political political shows after that, and and get a, a sense of of kind of where the story's gone for the rest of the day, and then I'll I'll do my own kind of uh, roundup uh, that I'll publish for the next morning. Rock and this roll. is you know in in amongst other um, stories and interviews that I'm doing for other stories I'm writing. So. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you out on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet at uh, Twitter is my, my uh, handle is at journo underscore Dale. And you can also find my blog at routineproceedings.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you.
Use Interact Flash to pay conveniently and securely at hundreds of thousands of merchants across Canada. Learn more at interact.ca.